This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Department's latest suicide stats are out and active duty deaths are at a five-year high. Nearly 600 active duty service members killed themselves in 2018. Stop Soldier Suicide is a nonprofit connecting service members and veterans to mental health services. CEO Chris Ford says DOD could do a lot more to prevent these tragedies. Federal News Network Scott Massioni spoke with Ford about how childhood issues possibly affect service members' proclivity toward suicide. Certainly looking at this report, it it's very similar in the trend and, and concerning trends around what's going on with our veteran community, which is a lot of the component that we deal with at Stop Slaughter Suicide are more veterans than active duty members. And uh, so it's disheartening to see that the trend that we're seeing in the veteran population around suicide rates and the numbers increasing is, is mirrored within the service components, active duty, guard, and reserve. But to put it into context, the unfortunate reality is that our country is seeing an increase in suicides. And the CDC reports since 1999, our country has seen a 33% increase in suicides across the board. So, and suicide is one of the 10 leading causes of death in the U.S. And it's one of three that's not on the decline. So, we definitely need to do better as a whole society in America to deal with this issue and address it. And I'm glad to see the Department of Defense is putting a, a fine picture on this so that we can have clearer data to make better decisions and recommendations at how we might reverse this uh, trend that's going in the wrong direction. So obviously the Defense Department is discouraged by these numbers. And I believe the Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy also came out and said that he was pretty discouraged uh, seeing this as well. What does it say about the military when we have these rates in there? And and how might they can compare a little bit to the, the civilian world? Yeah, you know, I served in the Air Force for 20 years as a security forces officer. So I was a ground guy in the Air Force. and um, But I worked very closely with the Army in many deployments and with the Marines on some occasions as well. And Members of the U.S. military uh, are taken from civilian society as volunteers to serve. So the fact that these trends mirror what's going on in the rest of America uh, shouldn't surprise the rest of us. Uh, What is concerning is that um, it seems, though, that there's a correlation here that the military service and the exposure to the things that our servicemen and women are going through is putting them uh, potentially at greater risk for suicide. Um, the data that we're seeing here shows that, as the report indicated, you know, it's a younger enlisted males under 30 years of old years of age. That represents less than 50% of the population within the military, but they account for 60% of the suicides. And that, again, is very similar to some of the demographic data we see around veteran suicides. Um, I, what I don't like is when I hear people um, clearly articulate this solely as a leadership issue. I don't think that's fair uh, to the leaders at every level in the U.S. military, whether you're a frontline supervisor or the chief of staff or the chairman of the Joint Chiefs or the Secretary of Defense. Certainly, they have responsibilities to ensure that systems, procedures, and access to services are available to men and women uh, serving our country. But suicide is a very complex problem. It doesn't happen at an instant. Uh, it's, It's not Uh, predictable in many cases, although there are warning signs that people can see. And to be fair, uh, young men and women who enter the military bring 
17 or 18 years or more of life experiences with them into the military. And there's a recent study conducted that was uh, published in the Journal of American uh, Medicine Association Psychiatry that indicated a stronger correlation between adverse childhood experiences for those who are in the military or who have served being um, susceptible to suicide than in the regular population. So what does that mean? It means that a lot of young men and women are exposed to trauma or alcoholism or abuse in their youth, enter military service, and uh, it appears that there's a correlation between suicides while in or after serving and those childhood experiences that perhaps have gone unaddressed. So uh, I, can't, I can't blame the DOD for this as a whole. Uh, their mission is to fight and win our nation's wars, and they do an incredible job at that. No one does what we do in the U.S. military in projecting U.S. military power around the world. But um, I think we owe it to the young men and women we recruit to look at their childhood experiences to see if there's something there that we can help them address while they're in uniform that might prevent uh, these types of circumstances happening while in uniform or after they serve. This year is the first year we've seen military spouse and family suicides, which uh, the statistics on that, which came out to nearly 200 people in 2018. What are the stressors that, that spouses have on themselves that, that may lead to, to suicide? You should probably talk to my wife. <laughs> Traveling around the country for 20 years with, with me uh, following our career, um, I, I would argue that many of our military spouses are carrying a disproportionate load for the family in support of their service member who is either you know a husband or wife. I know as, as I went through those 20 years and we moved 10, 10 times in 20 years that my wife is responsible for all the kids every day, if I have late nights, if I deploy, if I'm in training, if I'm stressed, um, she's still running the house almost autonomously without my support as a full partner. And so in many cases, a lot of the data shows that military spouses have uh, amazing potential that they've shelved to follow their spouse's military career. So they may have advanced degrees and lots of years of ex relevant work experience, and they can't take that with them as they continue to move around the world and stay employed. So they, they shelve some of that to support the family and, and the calling that their service member has to serve our country. And I, I'm sure that creates maybe some deficit in their sense of purpose and value per se. And again, the additional stressors, especially when children are involved with raising the family uh, disproportionately from their partner who isn't as readily available and accessible every day to carry that burden, I think would also contribute to that. And, and honestly, moving around away from other family supports, we know that social isolation is a real problem when it comes to depression that could lead to suicide. And so as you take a family and move them away from their family of origin to support them as they're raising young children, again, my gut tells me that that's, that's got to be a contributing factor as well. At the end of this report has some action items that the Defense Department is already taking and pilot programs that it's using. Uh, you know, are you seeing these as, as good steps forward? And um, what more can the Defense Department be doing to, to change the culture, to, to make sure that people reach out and ask their fellow service member, you know, hey, are you okay? I'm, I'm in favor of all the items that were listed in here by the department on steps they're taking. Obviously, we would encourage the department to move faster 
Um, again, this is hard. Their number one mission is to fight and win our nation's wars first. And a lot of these other programs uh, often come second or third in priority. And so it's tough to apply the effort when you need to have service members ready to go fight. Um, but I look at General Milley, the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and his focus when he took his new position is on futures, family, and readiness. And he doesn't believe, to my understanding, that those are mutually exclusive priorities. They all intersect. The future of our force depends on the readiness of our service members and their families that support them. And so one idea that going back to this ad adverse childhood experience article is perhaps we need to do a better job during the recruitment phase and onboarding phase of new service members of screening those new recruits for adverse childhood experiences and then helping them cope with those through treatment modalities while in service because that's going to make them more resilient to deal with things that they were exposed to as a child that they may have uh, joined the military to get away from. And it's going to create a stronger force. And I think it's going to reduce these numbers here within the Department of Defense. And my long hope is that we'll eventually have a effect on veteran suicides way downstream from that initial day of enlistment. Chris Ford, CEO of the nonprofit Stop Soldier Suicide, speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. What will it take to conserve 10 billion acres of ocean, 1.6 billion acres of land, and over 600,000 miles of river? What will it take to protect and restore natural habitats in over 70 countries around the world and in all 50 states here at home? What will it take? You. Together, we will make it happen. It's in our nature. See how your gift can help at nature.org. The Nature Conservancy. Protecting nature. Preserving life. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.